and good morning or good evening uh, whenever you happen to be listening to this particular uh, podcast. This is me, Warren Landis, and I am your host and Bible teacher here on Sunshine USA. We especially want to say a big, huge hello to all of our radio listeners in Spotify and also on Anchor FM. And uh, we just want to say a really big hello to you. And uh, I do have a very big announcement, or I should say another big announcement that I want to make uh, today. And that is that starting tomorrow, starting tomorrow or the next broadcast, I will be uh, basically combining my um, podcasting ministry into one home, and that's Anchor FM. Uh, for many years now, in fact, uh, really, I think, uh, I'm trying to think now, it's been 11 or 12 years now, I think, 12 years, I think, since we started Sunshine USA. We started back in September 2012 on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, but we've had some technical issues with Blog Talk Radio that are beyond our control. And I don't know, maybe beyond their control as well. But anyway, because of those technical issues, I feel led of the Lord to go ahead and simply uh, combine my podcasting ministry in one place. And that's with Anchor FM and Spotify. And that way, I really only have to do one broadcast every day instead of two. And uh, I think that'll work out better in the end. Now, what I'm going to do today... I'm going to bring you a special post-Christmas message for today. And then starting tomorrow, I will be doing on Anchor FM what I was doing on Blog Talk Radio. And that is teaching my way through the Bible, starting with Genesis and working all the way through Revelation. Now, right now in that particular series, we're in the book of Ezekiel, and so will pick up our study with Ezekiel tomorrow. I think we've got a couple more broadcasts in Ezekiel. And then after that, we'll go on to Daniel. And all of that starts tomorrow on Anchor FM and Spotify. But what we're going to do today is have a very special post-Christmas message on the wise men. Now, most of you are familiar with the wise men. Uh, some of you also know them as the three kings, and uh, they are certainly part of the Christmas story, no matter how you slice it. But uh, the thing about it is uh, the wise men came as much as two years after Christ was born in that manger in Bethlehem. In fact, um, we are told that the wise men came to the ch- to the house where the Christ child was. And notice they didn't call him a baby anymore. They called him a, a young child. And so it might have been two years after Bethlehem uh, when the wise men actually come to see Jesus. But nonetheless, there is a pretty big story here for us. And I want us to go in our Bibles, uh, to Matthew chapter 2, Matthew uh, chapter number 2, and uh, here we go, 
it takes me a few minutes to get it here on my Bible here. I'm using my smartphone Bible, and I'm using uh, something called the Bible Hub app, and it is real good. And now we're going to, they even give you a choice of versions, and I always like to teach and preach when I can from the King James Version. So now we're going to come to the story of the wise men in Matthew chapter 2. It says, now when Jesus uh, was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born the king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and we are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes and people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, and thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the princesses of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. And then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently at what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when you have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. And when they heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And then they saw the star and rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they came to the house, now that's an important thing there, when they came to the house, they saw the young child with Mary's mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed their own way uh, to their own country another way. Now, I want us to take notice of something here. These wise men came from the east. They came from the east, and they came looking for the Christ child. Now, it appears that these wise men had some knowledge of the Old Testament scriptures. Uh, even though most Bible scholars seem to agree that in all probability, these wise men were Gentiles. But on the other hand, they could have been Jews. Uh, I personally take the stand that says I'm not going to say dogmatically whether they were Jew or Gentile, other than the fact that they came looking for Jesus, and they seem they seemingly knew something about the Old Testament prophets forecasting about Jesus' birth. And so they came looking for the Christ child, and it says when they came to the house where Jesus was, and this is where we understand that Mary and Joseph and the Christ child, they were no longer in Bethlehem. And like I say, some Bible scholars feel that 
Christ at this point may have been up to two years old. And that also helps explain why Herod would eventually issue a decree that says all male babies, two and under, have to be killed. Because when he inquired of the wise men the exact time they saw the star, that's how they say, well, you know, maybe two years ago we saw the star. And so Herod says, well, that means that Christ's child could be two years old now. And so this decree is issued that says, in effect, all male babies age two and under have to be killed. But you see, the Lord already knew what Herod was up to. And so we find in the verses that follow that Mary and Joseph are commanded by God to go into Egypt in order to protect the Christ child. And then we see where the wise men are warned in a dream by God not to go back to Herod. And so they go back taking a whole different route to their own country. So it's interesting to note here that the wise men came to Jesus. Now, now by the way, whenever I see the wise men standing in the stable at Bethlehem, I, I tell myself that's not a biblically correct manger scene because the wise men never appeared in person at the stable in Bethlehem. They didn't come on the scene until maybe a couple of years later, you see. But now, when you look at the big picture, that's really not important anyway. It's the fact that they came seeking Jesus, and they found Jesus. And what was their response when they came to Jesus? We know that, number one, they worshipped him. They worshipped Jesus. And by the way, that should be part of our natural response, too. For example, we as believers, we should have a natural desire to worship the Christ child. And that's why every Sunday, as Christians, those of us who can, go and we worship the Lord at church. I tell you, if you're a born-again Christian, you should have a natural desire to go to church. You should have a natural desire to be with other believers and having fellowship with them. Now, I, I tell you, I thank God for the uh, social media. I thank God for the Internet. Because the Internet has become, in effect, the centerpiece of my ministry. The Internet has become the centerpiece of my ministry. And I know that I reach into the homes of a lot of people who are not able physically to go to church anymore. And listening to Sunshine USA or maybe other church services on the Internet, that's as close as they ever get to come to going to church. And I think in situations like that, the Lord understands and I don't think he expects them to go to church if it's physically impossible for them to do so. But those of us who can should go to church as often as we can because I think that's what the Lord wants us to do. Uh, I know even in my case, some Sundays I'm able to make it, some Sundays I'm not. I praise the Lord for those Sundays that I am able to make it. 
And I know that the good Lord up above understands when a Sunday comes along that I can't make it. And it also makes me thankful that there are many good church services that I can listen to on radio or television or the Internet when I can't make it. But do understand, too, that it's not an adequate substitute for being there in person. For example, the one thing you get at church in person that you can't get over the radio, TV, or Internet is fellowship. When I go to church, I look forward to having exciting fellowship with other believers. And I can't get that on the Internet. I can't get that over radio and television. Then we notice something else about these wise men. These wise men come bearing gifts. Now, how many wise men were there? If I were teaching you the Bible in a classroom, that might be a question on a test someday. How many wise men were there? We don't know. We say there were three because there were three kinds of gifts presented, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But in reality, we don't know how many wise men there were. I talked one time to a lady that was uh, directing a Christmas play, and she had five kids that wanted to be a wise man, and she wanted to know what to do about the situation. And I said, well, the way I see it, all five of them can be wise men if they want to be, because the Bible doesn't really tell us how many wise men there were. We just know there were three kinds of gifts presented, and that were gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And so the wise men came to worship Jesus, and they came bearing gifts. Now, by the way, that should also be part of our practice, bearing gifts for the Savior. Now, in our case, hopefully we don't do it just one day a year, but hopefully every week or at least every month we give a financial contribution to our church as a gift to the Lord. Amen. Now, what about Herod? Herod gave the impression that he too wanted to know where the Christ child was so that he could worship him. But actually we know that Herod had no desire to worship Christ. In fact, he wanted to kill Christ because he saw Christ as a threat to his own kingdom. And so he figures he'll kill Christ while Christ is still young, and that way when the Christ child is older, he doesn't have to worry about this young man trying to take over the throne. And of course, we have people like that in our world today. We have many people in our world today that go around, they, they try to act like Christians, they try to put on a religious front, but deep down inside, they're not Christians at all. They're just like Herod, they're saying they want to worship Jesus, but they have no desire to worship him at all. Now, by the way, on this subject of worship, while we're on this subject of worship, let me get on my soapbox a little bit here and talk about something that's a big issue to me. I really get concerned when I see so many churches that are meeting only once a week. They have a service on Sunday morning, and that's it. No more church services for the whole week. I think, folks, that is a serious mistake. 
In fact, the Bible indicates that as we see the end time approaching, we actually ought to be worshiping the Lord more and not less. Because of the fact that we need the strength that comes from meeting in person with other believers. Amen. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, this gets exciting. Now, it's hard to believe that Christmas basically is over with now. Now, I know if you've got kids in public school, they probably don't go back to school till next week. So there's a sense in which Christmas really extends all the way into next week. But the point is that Christmas, for the most part, has come and gone. And I hope that you and your family had a very merry Christmas. But I also hope that you took time during this past Christmas season to remember that Jesus is indeed the reason for the season. That indeed and in fact it is Jesus that we are to worship at Christmas time. And we worship his birth. Now, if you want to get theologically deep for a moment, we could argue that really Christmas was not the birthday of Jesus. First of all, when Jesus was born at Bethlehem, it was probably not December 25th. It was more than likely a time closer to Easter than what we call Christmas. But the fact of the matter is, we don't really know when the birthday of Jesus is. Now, I think what that could mean is the Lord doesn't want us to focus so much on the day that Jesus was born, so to speak. We want to uh, instead worship the Christ child for who he is. And we need to know that in reality, Christ existed long before Bethlehem. The Bible tells us that Christ was present when the earth was created. Amen. In fact, Jesus even had a hand in making the heavens and the earth. Because you see, we serve a triune God, one God in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Amen. So uh, I hope that you did have a Merry Christmas and that you did take time to think about the true meaning of Christmas. You know, one thing about me, I've always been basically a poor man. I've never had a lot of money. And my finances have always been limited. And so I haven't really been able to put a lot of money into Christmas shopping like a lot of people have. And sometimes at Christmas time, I wish I had more money so I could buy more gifts. But it also forces me to stop and think about what Christmas means in the first place and what Christmas is all about in the first place. And that's exactly what I've done this Christmas, just thinking about why Jesus came to this world anyway. Think about John 3.16. Now, we don't normally associate John 3.16 with being a Christmas verse, but it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
You see, Christmas is all about God loving us so much that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to come into this world to die on the cross for our sins. And so the best way for you to do what Christmas is all about, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, is to get saved. And if you do know Christ as your Savior, then what you need to do is to rededicate your life to Christ. And say, you know what, Lord, from here on out, I'm going to do more for you than ever before. When I think about this new year, 2022 coming up, I want to do more for the Lord than ever before in 2022. I really do. I want to do that. And I hope that is your New Year's resolution as well. Well, anyway, that brings us to the end of our Bible study for today. If you have a Bible study question, or if you have a prayer request, you can let me know by email. That's the quickest and most direct way for you to let me know. I've got two email addresses. One is warrenlandis at yahoo.com. That's all lowercase. And the other one is all lowercase also. It's warrenlandis at gmail.com. So we have warrenlandis at yahoo.com and warrenlandis at gmail.com. And like I say, you can shoot me an email and let me know what your Bible study questions are. And you can let me know uh, what your prayer requests are. And I will be more than happy uh, to pray with you. And if you give me permission, I'll be glad to share your prayer requests with our unseen, unnumbered radio audience. Because chances are we have people in this old world that would love to pray with you over any problem or need that you have. Now, folks, I, I know some of you probably don't know that much about me, but I am a Christian who believes that God is still in the miracle business. I don't think miracles were limited to 2,000 years ago or even 4,000 years ago. I believe that God still does miracles today. Amen. And I also believe that God loves you very much. I, I, like I say, I don't know much about you either. But I can tell you right now, no matter what you're doing, no matter what you've done, God loves you very much. Now, he may not love some of the stuff you're doing right now, but he loves you. And that's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, into this world. That's why he sent Jesus Christ to the manger in Bethlehem. Because God's ultimate plan was for Jesus to die on the cross and shed his blood for your sins and for my sins and for the sins of the whole world. And so that's something to think about. Now, uh, looking ahead to tomorrow's broadcast, I want you to go ahead and read chapters 38 and 39 in the book of Ezekiel. Chapters 38 and 39 in the book of Ezekiel. I think that's where we are. You may also want to read chapters 40 and 41 because I'm not sure how far we're going to get tomorrow. So I would go ahead and read chapters 38 through 41 in Ezekiel, and that way for sure you'll be able to get something out of the broadcast tomorrow when I start doing my commentary 
on Ezekiel starting with chapter 38. Well, until then, I want to say God bless you. I hope you had a Merry Christmas, and I especially hope you have a very Merry New Year. And until then, don't fret none. This is Warren Landis saying goodbye. God bless you, and guess what? I am going to see you next time on Sunshine USA.